Gotta get that good audio with the claw, you know? Like that? Yeah. So he left a little bit ago. But at one Who? point, Tyler will be coming oh. in and uh, getting giving me Taco Bell. <laughs> I understand completely. So I made him go buy me Taco Bell. I mean, I'm paying for it, but... <laughs> You're like, sorry, got a podcast. <laughs> Literally. But that was like half an hour ago, so I could have went. What a What a good family to not judge you for that excuse <laughs> i i mean my brother has like 70 podcasts yeah i know you you live with the one person where you're not the lame one with the podcast it's good for you then because you're marginally less lame i know i have two podcasts and i have the less amount of podcasts in this house which is really a sentence that should never be said <laughs> <laughs> it's really not some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. We need to come up with like a catchphrase or something at the beginning. And that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Welcome to One Star. <laughs> uh, a bad movie podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm a little Dutch boy with my finger <laughs> in the damn quim. <laughs> um, welcome to One Star. It's a bad movie podcast where we talk about uh, movies that could be better and they have one celebrity in them. I want you to know that I was practicing that accent since last night. <laughs> <laughs> since you watched it and they were calling it a Dutch boy? Yeah, since, no, since the moment the movie ended and I was like, hmm, I'm going to need to come up with a new introduction. So if you can't tell by uh, Quinn's wonderful <laughs> uh, characterization there, uh, we watched Geostorm this time. And, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Both of us, I would say, are not smart. I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> no, you can. But especially when it comes to weather, I would say weather science, not I much knowledge. Just, I, would, I mean, I do technically work at a tech company, <laughs> but... <laughs> so, Lord, With me, science in general is a no-no. Lord is smarter than me, and I am very dumb, which is... So it's not <laughs> much of an accomplishment. But, anyway, the point is, I don't... We don't know much about weather, but no. I'm pretty sure that's not. This is not how weather works. <laughs> no, and it's definitely. We, I think we definitely know more about weather than anyone who wrote on this movie. Oh, so do you want to know how it came about? I do. It's on the Wikipedia. It's good. As Dean Devlin, the, who's the writer and director, explained climate change to his daughter Hannah, she asked why a machine could not be built to fix that. Devlin wanna, went on to imagine such a thing and how it could be used for evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay dean so do you, do you know who this guy is find... no i was just starting to look up a little bit more about him do you know what his political beliefs are here uh, here's the, fir the first thought i had was this movie was made before trump wasn't it it's not though no it was it came oh, out it after trump but it was shot before that makes me feel so much better no, and no. The reason I thought that it was like, what they're making the president the hero. I know. No one wants that. But also, that. like, it was like I was watching it, and I kept writing some things down, and I was like, I just don't. 
there, I feel like there's a political message here, but I, it's unclear what it is. I, it felt very anti-saving the earth, but at the same time pro-saving the earth. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if we're, like, because the president was a Democrat, but also this whole thing was brought on by extreme weather, a.k.a. global warming. It was like, where, what is the message that we're trying to drive here? I could not tell you. I I really don't know. Uh, But this guy, he wrote Independence Day, which, I don't know if you know this, it's my mom's favorite movie. Is it really? It is. I, so I've seen Independence Day, I would say, upwards a hundred times. I've never seen it. Every time, every single time it's on, my mom will drop everything and just watch it. Well, we call that, in my family, we call that your Hoosiers. <laughs> because that's my dad's movie. Anytime Hoosiers is on, he has to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's my mom's Hoosiers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I've seen it plenty of times. So I don't, I can't even tell you if it's bad anymore because I've seen it so many times. I genuinely like the movie. Right. I'm not gonna trash it. I think Independence Day is good. I'll, I'll go out there and say it. Wow. I think it's a fun little alien disaster movie. It does everything it needs to. There's like, there's not the significant flaws in it that Geostorm has. Not the fundamental misunderstanding of weather. <laughs> well, this is also and Dean, brothers. This is Dean's uh, directorial debut. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a factor. So the other thing is Gerard Butler plays the main character. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I can't buy he's smart. Absolutely not. I don't buy it for a second. Not only is he... I don't buy him as smart, I also don't buy him as the smartest person in the entire world. <laughs> Which is what we're, we're led to believe is the case. And I don't buy his brother as that high up in the government with such an unprofessional haircut. That's a, that is a very good point. It screams... Just guy who spends a lot of time on the beach. Not that. <laughs> no. Like, at the, like skate the skate park, park by the beach. <laughs> we both We're at the same skate page. park at the same exact time. <laughs> like, not wouldn't have high security clearance. Mm-mm. A fun, not with those bangs. <laughs> a fun um, a trivia. I'm on the IMDb trivia, and the first one that says several cast and crew, even extras. Noted that lead star and producer Gerard Butler did not appear to know many of his lines. <laughs> and I didn't work on the film, uh, but I would also say that. <laughs> that is what it appeared to be. Yeah, he, this was this was a give me my money flick if you've ever seen one. Yeah, so this was actually supposed, it was uh, the original release date, well, yeah, was March 2016. So this was uh, pre-election, which makes sense. Yeah, should we just hop in? Do you have yeah. anything else to I'm preface? Trying to read, I'm trying to read a few trivia, see if anything's interesting. Well, I'm going to say it right off the bat. How fucking dare this movie be called Geostorm? And one, not have a Geostorm. No. And then two, not even come close to explain what exactly a Geostorm <laughs> is. No, but there was a countdown that said how many minutes were until Geostorm. What is Geostorm? <laughs> I don't know either. It's like 
I, is it an actual term? Is it like an actual thing or is it something you made there's up? Something, there's a geomagnetic storm, which is a temporary disturbance to the Earth caused by a solar wind that affects the magnetic field. But that feels like like it could happen, but like I think we would make it out okay from that, from what I'm reading. Yeah. It, there, there's a fun trivia that the word geostorm is mentioned 20 times in various forms throughout the movie. <laughs> That's a good title, you know? It's like if Godzilla was a movie, but they never showed Godzilla, never explained what Godzilla was, <laughs> and they were just like, ah, Godzilla's coming. We're all so scared of Godzilla. It's like, we're scared of Godzilla, and you should be too. What is Godzilla? That's not important. He's coming. All right. I was looking at some goofs, but those aren't really interesting. The whole movie's a goof. Oh, God. Oh, 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 oh! God, I'm half have... a white client and I'm misbehaving. <laughs> Are you already a one, one client? I, I'd say I'm uh, like two thirds of a client. I'm like one sip of a client. You gotta, is you this, gotta claw up. <laughs> is, um, is White Claw the official drink of One Star? <laughs> I think it always was. It always has been, but not officially. Hey, White Claw, sponsor us. We already have a catchphrase. <laughs> we, already have, we already made you guys a catchphrase. That, okay, have we told that story before? We... No. Did we tell it on RG's episode? We might have. It didn't happen We'll tell yet. it again. Tell it again. So, uh, if you listen to the Holmes and Watson episode, you know RG Barton. If you haven't listened to that episode, uh, go pause this. <laughs> go listen to that one first. Uh... Just kidding. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But, um, RG... But, like, one day listen to it? One day. Li- go back and listen to it one day. It's fun. RG is our friend. <laughs> and we were at a party, and I bought just a whole six-pack of White Claws. But, you know, you know, sometimes you don't want to carry a box, so you just put them all in the, ge- the various pockets of your jean jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Finished a claw, <laughs> so I put it down, and I went to grab another one. So I um, opened opened my jacket to grab one from an inside pocket, you know, a la a time or a watch salesman on the streets of New York. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled out a white claw, and RG looks at it and goes, "Wow, claws coming out." <laughs> and then we realized that we just we just came up with a million dollar catchphrase for white claw. <laughs> We have emailed them, so this is our proof that if they start using that uh, that catchphrase, you know it was me and RG who came up with it. M- we more so have RG. the documentation. We have the documentation. We have their email response saying they'll forward it to their marketing team. <laughs> hey, White Claw, sponsor this podcast or we will sue. We will. We're going to sue no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> My Taco Bell is here. Congrats. Your order. Thanks. <laughs> How many thoughts on Geostorm? Uh, no. <laughs> not, not right now. Um, I am going to be eating Taco Bell right now. Great. Taco Bell and White Claw. It's the meal of champions. Honestly, I've had this meal too many times. <laughs> Another slogan. Taco Bell. Now you are also in the lawsuit. Sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> So Geostorm. I was I was just thinking this isn't now a Taco Bell white claw mukbang. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. 
Um, an interesting yeah, note. Oh, sorry. Were you going to keep talking about the I, I, I was going to keep talking about the mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's just, I think that's the kind of people, content people want now. Like, they're tired of just a mukbang. They want mukbang plus. So why wouldn't you turn into talk about White Claw mukbang while discussing 2017 <laughs> film Geostorm? <laughs> it's, dare I say, the perfect storm. Uh, dare I say, we have found a new podcast theme. Every episode is a review on Geostorm. <laughs> While eating Taco Bell and drinking White Claw. See, I was going to go the other way and say we eat Taco Bell and drink White Claw while discussing different films. But I'm not hating (laughs) where you're going with this. Every week we watch Geostorm. (laughs) I thought the crumpling of the trash was, like, symbolic of something. This movie... Oh, uh, oh, sick oh, burns. Oh, 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 shit. So, oh, um, shit. Uh, this movie is a 5.3 on IMDb. I can see why someone wouldn't despise it enough to give it like a 4 or 5 out of 10. But I still don't understand that, that decision. Because like at the end of the day, I can't say I didn't enjoy myself. It is. Um, just like some of the other ones, this is a movie that I have seen before. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, you didn't? Me and, no. Me and Tyler saw it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it was when he moved, or he worked at that movie theater, so we went for free. Mm-hmm. We didn't give them money. But um, he was like, do you want to see this movie with me? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, it's supposed to be really bad. And I was like, like a fun bad? And he said, yeah. And we were like, dope. <laughs> that's the story how you've seen most of the movies that we talk about that you've seen before it is it's just like they're fun bad so i watched them um yeah and this is one of them and i thought it was so bad the only thing i the not the only thing but the thing i remembered most about this movie was the really dumb code that they use and we'll get there <laughs> but that oh oh yeah the code. <laughs> the, the, oh. i still can't quite figure out And when I had watched it originally, I had thought that that code thing happened towards the end of the movie, and turns out it's, like, maybe halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) We can get into it. Um, Right off the top, I did keep a tally of dramatic monologues. Oh, oh yeah. The the daughter had four. I uh, counted her voiceover at the beginning and then at the end. Yeah. And she had two in the middle. Um, so here's here's one thing though. Yeah. So to close and open with a dramatic monologue, mm-hmm. you would assume the person giving said monologue would you be you know important to the film in any sort of way. You know, you would think that. <laughs> um, but you'd be wrong. No, you would think that the person would be in more than two scenes. <laughs> That'd be foolish. Yeah, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, she's not important at all. The monologue's barely important. You could just cut it out, and it changes nothing except for you need the beginning one for the history, I guess. But well, the 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 monologue is important because that was the first time where I thought, hmm, this movie was made before Donald Trump was president, because it talked about like um, 
international leaders cooperating to form something, and I was like, oh, they don't know what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, leaders collaborating? Oh, pish posh. Like, the UN passed a unanimous solution? Out of here. Nonsense. The UN? Oh, please. (laughs) Doing something for the good of the earth? Come on, son. Not in this house. The only thing that was believable was the United States trying to take it over and call it their own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was right on. into that. So we start over, we, we start with a voiceover. Oh, wait, I didn't finish the tallies. Oh, yeah. So the daughter had four. Gerard Butler's character, um, Jake, had three. And Max, the younger brother, had a whopping uh, eight dramatic monologues. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I, I was loose with the term monologue, but anytime there was, like, a few... It was like he was trying so hard for a dramatic moment where he said, like, a few lines to someone. Yeah. Um, I counted that. And I'm sure I could have counted more. Okay. There were there was some that I was on the fence for, but I didn't count. But they were, like... Anytime he had, like, one or two lines where he was just talking at someone and just, like, really overacting, that's what I counted. That makes sense. But yeah, eight... No, 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 I'm sorry, nine. I mean, it could have been 40 and I still believed you. Um, it's still quite a lot. So that's a grand total of, uh, 16, right? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Again, we just said we're dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So that was 13, like, very dramatic moments that, like, were very unnecessary. So, yeah, we, we, the other interesting part is this came out, this was filmed in 2016, or probably before. It was filmed in 2014, and then reshoots were in 2016. Oh, jeez. So, um, it was filmed in 2014, uh, came out in 2017, and, um, the time where everything goes to shit takes place in 2019. Which is uh, accurate, I feel like. <laughs> they did see that coming, they, turns they out. They predicted that correctly. So, um, a voiceover about extreme weather, um, which is basically climate change and global warming. Um, there was hurricanes. Oh, in, to- in 2019, there was hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, droughts. And a heat wave killed 2 million people in Madrid in one day. That feels like a lot. It's quite a lot. <laughs> like, I trust me, I, I definitely believe we're all going to die of probably a heat wave. But I feel like at least a good, give me a good 72 hours. I don't know. Yeah. Unless it's like a million degrees and that's like ridiculous. But that, that would still take a few days to reach, I feel. Yeah, because people have houses and air conditioning and... Yeah, like, again, don't get me wrong. We are all going to die within the next five years. Oh, sure. But it upsets me when they apply it's going to happen in one day. (laughs) It's going to be a while. It's going to take time. (laughs) We will all see it coming. Or unless the sun explodes and then that's just that. that. Have I? Okay, when I found out the sun was going to explode, I didn't really, like, comprehend. I was, like, what, seven? I don't know. I didn't really comprehend. That it was going to take time to do it, like, long after I'm gone. And so I had maybe a month, what could be described as a month-long panic attack. (laughs) 
(laughs) about it, which involved me just freaking out constantly over the fact that the sun's going to blow up at any moment. And I didn't know when it was going to happen. And I wasn't ready to die at seven. I don't think we, we weren't specifically taught that the sun was going to blow up. We were just, I mean, just talking about how the fact that it is a star. Mm-hmm. And no, the I stars think, are black I think holes. The, I think that's what it is. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was smart enough to put two and two together. Yeah. Like, I found out how... about stars dying. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> But I wasn't smart enough to realize it wasn't going to happen tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> we only have eight minutes. <laughs> I, I, but I brought a snack pack for lunch. <laughs> because you have eight minutes for the light of the sun to travel to Earth. So that's how long we have when the sun blows up to say our goodbyes. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, that was what seven-year-old me was like spending most <laughs> of my brain thought on. <laughs> I, yeah, I, as soon as I learned it was a star and that we were learning about stars, it was like, oh shit, that ain't good. <laughs> One day. I feel like I did have a mini existential crisis until I realized that it would take like billions of years for that to happen. Oh, I was, I, honestly, I was more concerned about the climate as a child than I am now. Not saying that I'm not now, but like, I was very scared of the climate as a child. I would not watch the movie 2012. I would not watch Day After Tomorrow. Those movies, that was horror movies to me. uh, Other horror movies, totally fine with, love them. Like, disaster movies as a child scared the living shit out of me to the point where I laid in bed on, like, December 21st, 2012, when the world was supposed to blow up or end or whatever, according to my Mayan calendar, sobbing for (laughs) hours until, like, it hit midnight, and then we didn't die. And I was like, oh my god, it didn't happen. I'm pretty sure I went to bed early that night. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Wait, because I was, I was in high school when that happened. I think I was like in seventh, eighth grade. That checks. Yeah. Yeah. But I was very upset. Very nervous. I think I, I was a senior in high school and it was in the middle of swim season. So I was like, fucking take me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little I know. I, like, I have to be up at 5 a.m. for lifting. I really don't care. <laughs> It'll be a relief at this point. Yeah. That was claw number two. Claw coming out. Yeah, so that's my history with disaster movies. I thought that would be an important topic to bring up. So younger you would never have watched Geostorm. Oh my god. I would straight up... I remember my family rented 2012 and I was crying. Like, I think I started crying when they told me they rented it. Like, it didn't even... It wasn't even odd. So, no, I would have, this movie would have scared the living shit out of me. So, so two million people in Madrid, Madrid all in one day. So, all nations, uh, which we call bullshit coming uh, in this day and age that we live in now, all nations came together to make a weather controller, and they named it Dutch Boy, named after the, so it was like a boy who closed a dam? Yeah, but... If if I'm wrong, I don't know sure. the story fully that well, but isn't it true that, like, the rest... That's not, like, a full fix, right? Like, isn't the allegory of that supposed to be, like, yeah, you can, like, stop something temporarily, but, like, at the end of the day, it's still... The dam's still gonna break. I feel like... 
What was his name? <laughs> Who? I almost said Dale. The director. The, um, the, my best guess is Darby. <laughs> it was Dean. <laughs> that was close. Um, Dean, I feel like that was what Dean was going for it, uh, with there. But how you can just, it's just holding it together for now. Um, but that doesn't make sense for, yeah, the world of the movie for them to have called it that. Yeah, or maybe that's the point. They're like, uh, see, it's like the whole dam's gonna break in the second. Oh. So they closed, uh, so they called it Dutch Boy, and it was a team led by one guy. Gerard Butler. <laughs> okay, here's, this is back on the voiceover again. Mm-hmm. I have confusions. Yeah. They In the voiceover, they specifically stated that, like, um, it was an international team. Like, everybody worked on it, you know? Right. And, but then, why does the plot open with, like, oh, no, the U.S. is going to give up control to an international team? Because didn't an international team create it? And they were also already working on it. Right? Yeah. I thought so. And, okay, here's another big question. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I think... Well, no, because there's still... So, I was going to say, I think the point of this movie is that America knows best. Because... <laughs> but then there's a part later on in the movie which complicates that. But... Because um, the whole thing is that it's currently being controlled by the International Space Station. Uh, with a team of international... Uh, workers and the whole thing is that they want to take the control and give it to nasa in america oh no i thought nasa had control well because i remember there's a specific point i know i think the international space station was in in, well man i don't know because (laughs) at the end when they're like the whole point is that they're trying to in order to prevent the geostorm, they were trying to give control to NASA. And then there's a part, like, a, there's this part on the screen where, you know how this would happen? <laughs> it says ISS on one side, and then it, it's, like, labeled controls, and then there's an arrow, and then it went to NASA. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, I thought that NASA had control and had to give up control to the International Light Coalition. That's, like, why what started the sabotage. And maybe that's what it was. But, okay, here's another question that the, relates to this. the girl from Germany that was, had been up there for a long time. Yeah, but here's my biggest question. How long is it, one, between when Dutch Boy was created till the start of the movie, but two, more importantly, from the end of the hearing to when Gerard Butler goes back up to space? What's that? See... How I long have is no that? Idea. <laughs> Cause it, it feels it they it seems like it's three days. But it feels like the court hearing I don't know how long it's been since Dutch Boy was created until the court hearing. I still have no idea. Yeah. Could it it could have been ten years. I have literally no idea. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, it, it almost feels like it could have been like a month or two. It feels like it could have been years because nobody on the International Space Station knew who he was anymore. Yeah. So how? What was that layover? Well, no, they did know who he was. They just didn't recognize his face for. Yeah, some no, reason. that's what I mean. Because 
at the hearing, he was like, sorry, I was just in space. So he was there. So there, it had to be a significant amount of time for, like, the whole crew to be restaffed, right? Okay, so I have, a, I have some notes later on from after the hearing where he was like, oh, I don't want to go back up there or whatever. But then I wrote down, because at the, at the hearing, he goes, I just flew in from outer space. I was like, why wouldn't he care? Like, he was literally just there. Like, why is he making a big deal out of it? You know? I, I so don't know. So it must know. have been a longer... I, uh, I think maybe like a year or so. It had to be... A and decent then, amount of time. And then a couple months after? Probably. Because that's when all the sabotage started happening, was after that hearing. Yeah, so do you think that's when he started planning? Okay, so it, it had to... The sabotage had to start about when they announced when the Democratic National Convention, where and when that was. That's when the sabotage had to start being planned. Oh, right, because they make a comment that he knew that was the one day that wasn't going to be Yeah. Moved. So if we base it off be, that... But that could be years in advance. That's... Is that... I think it's announced year of. Or, no, I, I feel like they've already announced for the 2020 election, right? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so at least at least a year in advance. So there, there had to be at least a year past. Yeah, the 2020 National Convention is set already. Yeah, because it gave him enough time to grow a beard and then, like, start that lawnmower business and, like, well, become super jaded. That was one of the the goofs on IMDb <laughs> was that uh, his beard length changes throughout the movie. That, I mean, that makes sense. So, yeah, 2020... So it must be a year or two in advance. After the hearing. Yeah, the the time span from the Democratic Convention and the hearing was maybe like a year or two. Okay. That that kind of makes sense, but there's no, like, time cards, which is why I got very confused. Considering there's, like, location cards. But, yeah, nothing about time. All right, I'm going to say, like, a year. A year. You're, you're calling it. You're making the decision for I'm the director. I'm making a call it. It's been one year. Because, <laughs> um... There's, uh, yeah, about a year, because they started playing planning it last around this time last year, and it says um, it was unusually early. Got it. Cool. So about a year. So maybe a few months after Dutch Boy was created, then the hearing, and then a year later, and this is the bulk of the movie. Cool. That 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 helps clear up a lot of things. But also, this is full speculation, and not the movie is not telling you this. Well, we don't lie. <laughs> no. So we have this voiceover, and so basically, it's giving us the story of like how Dutch Boy came to be, which is a seems like a very complicated process that could have been its own movie too. Not that I want that; I really don't. <laughs> but it seems super weird to like quickly brush through it you know oh like can you imagine how many materials that took to surround the entire fucking earth with a netting and yeah. how how far apart are these things and the science behind this is just ridiculous it gets see i didn't even have a problem with dutch boy 
It's, um, the problem where the science really got to me is, like, how quickly some of these things happened. Yes, or slowly. And I think when the space station was self-destructing, I was like, that was... I have thoughts about that when we get oh, there. Here's the thing. Why do machines, when they have self-destruct bu- buttons, it's a plot device, but when I try to use mine, I'm suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> So he um, comes down, apparently, uh, he has to go to this hearing about Dutch Boy, and the doorman recognizes his face. It's like, hey, you're the Dutch Boy guy. And he goes, you know, if you need anything, just ask. So then Gerard Butler looks at his tie, and then we cut to him walking into the hearing with the doorman's tie. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Was <laughs> You didn't how, notice that? How is it five minutes into the movie and I'm already not paying attention? <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't decide if that was a good joke or a weird joke. I, I straight mean, up missed weird. that. <laughs> and then, so he comes in and the guy leading the hearing is like, obviously doesn't like Gerard Butler for some reason. Which at this point, he basically... From the what the movie is telling us, basically saved the world. Yeah, probably should be the most loved man in the world. Yeah, he literally saved the world, the entire world. Yeah. All of Earth. <laughs> and is clearly and, famous for it, too. Yeah. Um, but the guy leading the hearing just, like, hated him for some reason. And was like, I would like to note that he was an hour late. So then Gerard Butler's like, I literally flew in from outer space. Yeah, and I, I don't get why the senator didn't like him. No, I, I wrote down, why are they mad at him for using Dutch Boy? Like, why are they mad at him for, for using the product that is saving the world? Yeah, it, I, I get, who, why does it matter Okay, I guess it does matter because someone's like, oh, they'll use Dutch Boy's weapon, whatever, about who has control. But, like, why is it that big of a deal? Like, it's either that or everyone's dead. Yeah. It definitely... I mean, it should have just stayed in everybody's in control of it. No one person should have control of it. No one entity should have control over it. You know? Yeah. But... Yeah. Guys, if we dissolve borders and destroy companies, I think we're on the right track. <laughs> we're getting somewhere. That's that's a general thought. It's just not about the movie. No. <laughs> but yeah, I Oh, my next note has nothing to do with the hearing. I This is my second time watching the movie, and I still don't really understand what that hearing was about. Yeah, like... I guess it was just about you, the United States wanting control over it. Yeah, but... And a big they part like, of it was that Gerard Butler wasn't taking orders from them. They they wanted control of it, but they hadn't they already like signed the contract? Like, no, we're going to give up control of it. Or was Gerard Butler the one who's like, no, I still want control of it? Maybe. (laughs) 
I don't know. The hearing was about control. Uh, it, the more important thing is you meet his brother. Yeah. Did they say who, it was his brother at this point? No, it took a while. For, yeah, I, first of all, I, my thought I had was, seen it before, so I wrote down, so this is his brother, but I don't know if they said that. My first thought was, who's this guy with the shitty haircut? Um, I think you don't you don't know who he is until he sees the daughter. Is that my? Oh boy, I have a lot to say about when the daughter's introduced. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so yeah, his brother's like texting him during the the hearing, and it's like, stop it, stop being uh mean. <laughs> I wrote down assistant secretary. What is his job? Because <laughs> that's what they kept calling Max is his little brother. Yeah. The weird hair. And they kept... Apparently his job was assistant secretary. To to Dutch boy? I, do, I don't know. That was just what his title like, was. Like, assistant direct secretary of world environment? <laughs> or like this assistant secretary of state? But also he had a higher clearance than that. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I have literally no idea what this guy's job was. But, um... He, like, didn't want... They're like, we need someone to go up there and save Dutch Boy because Dutch Boy's malfunctioning and killing people. And um, they're like, well, the, there's one person who knows the most about Dutch Boy, aka the person who led the team on it. And for some reason, Max is like, no! Uh, I gotta talk to my brother. <laughs> but, like, uh, why would he not want him to do it? That doesn't make any sense. Because they have issues? Because he fired him? I guess. Here, here's another thing. Wasn't the hearing to determine if he had control? And since he didn't do well at the hearing, wasn't he already fired? Yeah, like, why did they... Why did? Why was his brother in charge of doing that if he kind of already was? I don't know. Um, and then I think we go to the daughter. Yeah, and just... Coming out like a bullet, really. He's just like... The brother's like, oh, hey, whatever your name is. And she was like, "Are you? Were you weren't you supposed to be part of my life? But shit happens. Just out of left field for me. I wasn't yeah. ready for the child <laughs> to be so bitter. He said something like, you weren't supposed to grow up. And she was like, you were supposed to be a part of my life. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> And she maintains that attitude, like, the whole time. Yeah. She just hates him. But also, like, at what point did Gerard Butler have time to make a kid? (laughs) Maybe she she was a pre-Dutch boy child, because she's, what, 13? Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe so. But I feel like Dutch boy would take a really long time to make. Like, a handful of years. If not longer. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot Gerard Butler was brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It's easy to forget. <laughs> um, he must have been pre-Dutch. She must have been pre-Dutch boy. Cause... But also the mom is a, is PDB. a non-factor. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Because they bring up her a lot. You know? there's. It seems like there's going to be a plot line with the, like his ex. At the start. And there just isn't. And then she's like in the she's like out of focus in the background like twice, and that's it. And there was like, so there's a part which doesn't make any sense, but um, he since he's going back to space, 
his daughter has to go back to Atlanta with her mom. So she orders a lift um, instead of asking her dad to drive her. And her dad's like, well, I can drive you to the airport. He had to and go to space like, right now. He has to go to space right now. And then she goes, oh, what? So you want to see mom? Like, you really want to have an interaction with mom? But it was like, how? he's driving you to the airport, not flying with you to Atlanta. I, okay, I'm pretty sure you can drive to Atlanta from Cape Carnaval. So I thought that's what was going on. Where? Where? Cape Carnaval. Isn't that where they were? I have no idea where that is. It might be. I've just that's where, where that that's is. where like all the NASA stuff is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Cause cause Gerard Butler's I like assume... I'm done with space, and then the brothers like, then why did you live here? And like gestures to the sky right as a rocket uh, is taking off. Right. Um. Yeah. Then probably. <laughs> I so Max lives in D.C. Obviously. Yeah. So that that's we're not considering travel time from Florida to DC. That's also gonna take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a good hot minute. Yeah, I I you know what I'm tired of seeing of movies who don't show me them sitting bored on a plane and movies that just skip over using the bathroom. People shit Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what, what scenes do you think would would have improved by people going to the bathroom in this movie? I don't know when they're when like he just how long does it take for a rocket to get to space? I'd say a while. Enough time to maybe like digest whatever you ate last. <laughs> <laughs> we this movie did need more space poop. <laughs> What I wanted him is to immediately get there and be like, hold on, where's the bathroom? <laughs> then I would have felt seen as a person. What if um, it was just in their suits? That's true for, like, isn't that true for, like, when you're in, like, the space suit? I think so. I, I don't no know. Idea. Oh. I have literally no idea. I have a lot to say about the spacesuits too, but we'll get there. Um, and so, but did you see all the rockets that were there when he got to um, NASA? Like all the launch pads, there were so many. Oh, oh my God, I know. And well, I was like, oh, what, are 20, they just 20? Yeah. How do they afford to use a full on rocket to send one person into space? Are they just sending anybody who wants to go? Is this like. <laughs> Uh, the one rich dude's, like, SpaceX program, where he's like, oh, I'll just send rich people to space. Is that what's going on? Will they just let anybody up there these days? I think so. Oh. So, but also, I'm, now, I'm, now I am reconsidering the timeline of this movie, because I had a revelation. What? So, everything goes to shit in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then Dutch Boy happens. Then the hearing happens. Then somehow it's the Democratic Convention in 2020. Was it that or the next one? It's 2024? Maybe. Does it say? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe it was 2024. Because that is a ridiculous amount of time 
to create Dutch Boy in like less than a year. Honestly, even four years. I'm. No, I'm thinking like seven or eight, maybe. It just feels like a lot of work, guys. <laughs> I mean, it went around the entire earth. Oh, um, and here, here's another thing. We, we skipped over this. But when the people, they find the people in Afghanistan, the UN, that like showed Dutch boys having issues. Like they're all frozen even though they're in the middle of the desert. Yeah, that was how they knew Dutch Boy was malfunctioning. And this happens in Rio, too, at the end. Like, the same freezing over. That's not how it could work, right? Like, in a wave coming forward, wouldn't it just the whole area got cold all at once? Yeah, the wave definitely wouldn't make any sense. Why is it moving like it's like a tsunami? I think that was just for fun. Just for cinematic purposes? Yeah, there's no way that... Because that, that that's not how that would happen. Oh, and l- later, the brother calls them the Afghans, which <laughs> I'm no. pretty sure is the name of a blanket. It is. And it's the Afghani people. Um, There's also a part where one of the government guys breaks off a guy's hand by accident because he's frozen. I, I won't even try to debate the science on that. <laughs> I'm um, wa- neither smart enough nor not even in the top 100 issues with this movie. <laughs> no. Um, so I do want to point out that uh, just about every scene, there's like very dramatic music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, very loud dramatic music. And everyone is whispering throughout the entirety of this movie. And the one... I- the one note I wrote down when uh, we were introduced to Max was that he talks like Batman. <laughs> he really does. It's crazy to me. The whole time is just like in that hushed, like whispery, husky voice, but it's the entire movie. And I forgot that um, subtitles exist for a moment. So I spent the first maybe 38 minutes of this movie trying to understand what people were saying, but really only getting every other word. That's funny, because you're an avid subtitles user. I know. I usually always just have them on, so when I don't have them on, like, I don't notice, because they're usually just, they're automatically on with most of the stuff I use, but I use a different streamer than I usually do. And Mm -hmm. so I was just so confused for for the first half, being like, why can't I hear a goddamn person? What's going on? I thought about turning them on when I restarted it today. I watched the second half a different day. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I thought about putting it on and I was like, I actually don't care what people are saying. (laughs) How was that for you? It was great. I mean, I still could barely understand things. But whatever. So then we we are transferred. Uh, We visit someone in Hong Kong who's at work and it's getting hot. And uh, he logs into his computer. Apparently, he's connected to this Dutch boy thing. And what I thought was very funny is that he logged onto his computer and it popped up his name, title, and location of where he works. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a thing that secure computer systems do. They're very much like, fuck, how do we let them know what's going on? Um, so then, it's really hot, um, and they show him, like, sweating and stuff, 
And then uh, lava starts shooting up from... Well, first he goes to the supermarket. Yes. And then there's this cat who's hopping into the freezer. Mm-hmm. Which it's, I'm like... It's hot. I, personally, I wouldn't be that grossed out. But I think, like, as an overtall, all sanitary issue... If you, like, open... More people, if they open up your, like, local market bodega's fridge and find a cat, you're not going to be happy about it. You're definitely not. Um, But I've also been into certain bodegas, like, in New York and stuff, where there is just, like, a cat or dog just, like, that lives in the store. (laughs) I know. and, And, of course, all the rats. Yes, of course. But, like, how often are they in the freezers? And this guy's like, hey, I'm jealous of you, cat. I think because he was like, hey, get out of there. I mean, it was just supposed to show us how hot it was. but I understand, but yeah. at the end of the day, I want, um, what is it, health codes followed. <laughs> yeah. He definitely wasn't as concerned for a cat being in the freezer as much as he should be. <laughs> as much as he should be calling the health department. <laughs> so then, yeah, so he goes back to his car and some lava starts shooting out from the underneath. And, uh, he... That's another one. It moved in a wave. That's not how heat works. There's not, like, a line where heat is suddenly less hot than it was before. And also seemingly, um, only came up from the streets. Well, because it got so hot, the gas lines burst. I thought that that's what that was. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I thought it was, like, literally lava. (laughs) Which would have been even more wild that it just created a volcano. <laughs> I don't know. The tectonic plagues were just sinking into the lava underneath. I don't know. Is that how <laughs> Earth works? <laughs> we need a fifth grade science teacher to come. <laughs> so, um, what I thought was very funny is that just he was in Hong Kong and able to just pull his car right out of the spot. And there was just no one else in the street, no one driving, no one <laughs> around. Um, and here's my thing. How is a electric car faster than heat, than the weather? Oh, no. He, that guy would for sure be just dead. Or maybe was, it, was that him using an electric car was supposed to show us about, like, conservative energy. How the world really did try to change instead of just going back to its old ways. Maybe. So, uh... And then eventually he, like, drives onto a bridge and then his window gets all foggy because you're going from really hot to um, not hot because they were able to solely target... They were able to, like, very specifically only target cities. I know. (laughs) Very convenient. So only Hong Kong was affected. So as soon as you got on a bridge out of Hong Kong, you were fine. And then uh, there was, like, ten other cars. And it was, like, out of every, the entire city of Hong Kong, only ten, ten cars made it out. And why is it that your first target is just a very small village in Afghanistan? And then Hong Kong! <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's a very good point. And why are you mixing up the weather scenarios? Why don't keep it in a deep freeze? Why, what's the need for the variety? Just a little flavor, adding a little spice to your evil plan. But also, that's another thing that's weird. Is like, was Hong Kong because they 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 covered up 
Hong Kong to be like, uh, yeah, like a gas explosion. Yeah. Um. So what was the point of that? Like, when they didn't, wasn't the whole po- like point that they wanted everyone to think that Dutch Boy was not working? Yeah. Ma- so why cover it up? Because they weren't fully in charge. Because like the president. Oh, so the president was, was the in the way. Yeah, like I think he was since he was a subordinate, he couldn't do it. But then also the president wouldn't have someone killed. He didn't, did he? No, I think that was what's his face, Duncan. Who's Duncan? The bad guy. Oh, Ed Harris. <laughs> That's yeah. what I know him as. Um. Well, who did the president have killed, though? The Hong Kong guy. What I'm saying is I don't think that was the president. I think that was the Hong, the the evil guy. No, I'm saying the president covered up that Dutch Boy was malfunctioning. And uh, Ed Harris covered up the fact the guy from Hong Kong figured out what was wrong. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So he made it to the bridge. And then there's we're back to the, the scene... Um, with the daughter and Joy Butler, because he's going back up to space, so she's mad at him. He's like, what I tell you about eavesdropping? And then his daughter goes, you never told me about eavesdropping. You haven't parented much. <laughs> she's just harsh. And then they were talking about his brother, and he and Joy Butler gives this weird monologue that starts with, some younger brothers resent being younger. <laughs> And so he gives this whole monologue about how younger brothers resent being young and that they uh, grow up to resent you and they work to overpower you and control you or some weird thing. I don't know. You there? I was trying to process. I don't know. It was like this whole monologue about how younger brothers are just so mad that they're younger and that they just want to have more power over their older brother and it was just very weird. How how did I miss so much when the movie was just starting so I wasn't like zoned <laughs> out yet? I just, I wish I could find this entire quote. Wait, he said that to his daughter? To his daughter? She doesn't have a sibling. No. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got questions. We ain't got answers. That that should really be our tagline. What? We got questions. We ain't got answers. <laughs> oh, it was Deckham is the bad guy. Okay. Um, I can't find that quote. But it's this really weird monologue. And then, uh, so he goes to space and he meets his crew of international people. And um, the Brit... Is like, oh, of course, they send in an American. And they're all going around with their names. And then he says that he's Jake Lawson. Which, um, I didn't realize until, like, the very end of the movie that they were saying Jake and not Jack. <laughs> so that's just a fun thing. Um, and they, they were all surprised that it was like, oh, the Jake Lawson. When, uh, one, uh, you know that this person was sent to lead the team on fixing... Dutch boy, and he walks in, and he's an American, which you knew the guy was American, <laughs> and uh, his shirt literally says Jay Lawson on it, and you're like, <laughs> what? That's Jake Lawson? That's crazy. 
The guy, Jay Lawson. Hmm. I don't know it. I don't, I haven't heard of him. He, I think it's also important to note that Robert Sheehan plays the British part officer or whatever that's on this. And the reason that's important to bring up is because friend of the pod, Molly Haynes, is a, a, a big fan. Would you say that's the proper terminology? I do not know who that is. He was the, he was the British guy. No, yeah, I don't know who he is. Oh, do you not know how obsessed Molly is with him? No. Oh, big time. Like, what is, I don't even know, like, what's he in? What is he? Uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, oh. That's, that's, I think that's where it really got going. Got revved up. I have heard her talk about that show. But I texted her, it was like, oh my god, Robert Sheen's in the next movie we're doing for One Star. And she was like, how's he doing? And I just responded... He has, he's wearing a normal shirt, but has rolled the sleeves, so it is now a tank top. And she's like, send pics right now. <laughs> yeah. So he immediately gets on uh, the nerves of, of Jake Lawson. Um, so then we cut back to Hong Kong, and the guy, even though the entire city basically just exploded, you know, his office was fine, his desk was all set up the same. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine. Um... And then, uh, I don't know, I think they could have made it a little bit more obvious that they were trying to cover something up. (laughs) Since they cut the lights to the entire building and then a team of like a dozen men came in to see if he had logged into the computer and what he knows. (laughs) Here's a question. Why are so many people like behind this plan to kill half the earth? That's a good question because there are so many people involved in doing this guy's bidding. <coughs> yeah, and I feel like it's really only benefiting him. Yeah, you have him pulling the strings, and then there's like this entire team of people who um, will die for this. Yeah, and then the guy, the um, Secret Service guy, the people who are were willing to kill this Hong Kong dude. Which we'll get to. Robert Sheehan. Yeah. Spoiler, big twist villain. Yeah. (laughs) So then I... There's also this weird technology where it's like an entire wall is like a FaceTime screen. And, um... I'm just thinking about how weird it was shot when... I, I like I looked away from the screen and they had started the phone call and I looked back in the screen and it was shot in a way where I was like, when did Gerard Butler get back from space <laughs> to talk to his brother? It's so weird. But then also like they're having this confidential conversation just between the brothers and they're like, we can only be talking to each other like no one else can be here. Um, but there's a which the, he's shown later, um, but also since when Max walks out of the room, it, it turns off. There's a guy operating the transmission. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, is it, isn't that when he uses the code? Or is that later? That's later. Um, that's later. But, so they're having the secret conversation, and as soon as he walks away, it turns off. And then, like, we see the guy later. Like, he was straight up sitting there the whole time. Um... So we also, at this point, we had already been introduced to the fact that Max is dating a Secret Service lady, um, and it's forbidden 
They're not allowed to. Um, Which, which honestly, the scene where she's introduced, it's like, why are you having the hero of this movie just sexually harassed a woman at her job? (laughs) Yeah. It's very unclear until the very end that she even knows it. Yeah. Because the whole time she's like, I can't talk to you. I'm on duty. I'm, I can't talk to you on duty. And then he walks away and she's like, be home at seven. Love you. <laughs> Is like, that what? what she said? I yeah. repeated this five times. I turned my volume all the way up. This was before I remembered subtitles. She and, said, I'll be home at seven. I love you. And I could just not understand it. And that's why he was like, oh, what'd you say? She's like, nothing. I didn't say anything. So how are, on duty. how are they living together in secret? That's... Yes. You and gotta does, put your address on where they know to send the paycheck. I mean, she must have her own apartment and just stays there, or vice versa. Well, then that's a waste of rent. In D.C., those prices get out of town. <laughs> she, she, I mean, they both have high security clearance. They got the money, I'm assuming. <laughs> What are Secret Service? Because she seems to be not only in the Secret Service, but, like, the, like, go-to one in the Secret Service. I, I'm sure they have levels. She seems to be the one with the most power. Am I, like, am I wrong on that? No. She does seem to have a lot of power. Maybe it's, um, that's why she can't date someone else. Maybe it's, like, because of how high her clearance was. I really don't know what that deal was. I don't. That's not, like, something a job is allowed to say to you. I mean, there, I mean, there's, like, we have policies at work about dating coworkers. Oh, I meant, like, just in, I thought you were speaking just in general. I, I was, like, I don't think there's a job that's, like, you can't get married. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no. <laughs> just because they both work at, for the White House. Like, kind of, though. They're not really, like... Co-workers. No, that's what I don't really understand what their jobs were and why that would be forbidden. It's it'd be like you dating like the delivery guy who like comes in a lot from UPS to your job. Right. You know, it's like you sure you encounter each other while in being working individuals, but it's not like your coworkers. Well, I mean, we're, we're allowed to date coworkers as long as like you don't report to each other. Oh, okay. But, um, we also don't work at the White House. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, wait, all these Yeah, I'm definitely gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I started speaking, I was like, she's gonna cut this out. Yeah. Don't no, cut it out! <laughs> I didn't no, say any names. I don't even know names. I know your nicknames for them. <laughs> all right. But, so not only are they in a secret relationship, so they're in a secret, rela- they are in a secret relationship, and are having a very top secret meeting with this guy from Hong Kong, so they choose an outdoor, <laughs> like, coffee shop area for their meeting. Where else would you have it? The most public place. Um, and so then, the guy from Hong Kong comes up, and he waves from across the street, and then he gets pushed into traffic, and just dies i'll say it it's his fault get a better sense uh, center of balance yeah he could have stopped that um, there, there's a thousand ways to live in that situation maybe even just like not standing that close to the street <laughs> <laughs> or um 
not waving for 10 minutes to people who you see and are about to cross the street to go so, talk to you. Don't, you mean don't wave to the people you're about to meet in secret? <laughs> right. Don't that have seems a, a like very, a nonsense a plan. What's even the point? So, that, so this is where her character, I, I can't tell if I like her or not. I think I do, but I can't tell if she's smart or not. <laughs> because she chases after, like, a black car. There's a black car with tinted windows sitting there kind of just like, watching the scene happen and then starts driving away. And so she starts running after it and, like, shooting at it. No, she um, never shoots. Oh, she never shoots, but she was running at it. Yeah. Well, like, and, oh, my God. Sorry. I'm going to interrupt you to talk about the way she ran. <laughs> Go ahead. And how fucking hilarious it is. I don't think I noticed. It's a straight up, like, full ar- arms, like, almost like, what's the, I'm trying to think of the right way to describe this. Palms completely flat and facing inwards. Um, like if Barbie ran, but she could bend her elbows and knees. <laughs> There it is. That's the right. Like, feet and fingers still don't move. But just <laughs> just the knees and now the elbows can bend. That, oh it's, that's what it was. That's funny. I... But, but here's the thing. Is like, it's very obvious that like this was an intentional attack on him. Yeah. Like, there was even, like, a car that was, like, observing and then started driving away. And she chases after it, seemingly, like, being kind of, like, suspicious of what just happened. But then they spend a lot of the movie trying to convince her that something is happening. Yeah, it's like, oh, no. A conspiracy. I can't believe that. Not my government. Oh, God. She's one of those. She is one of those. She's, like, she's a centrist. (laughs) She comes around at the end. Kind of. Yeah, after ir- just thousands and thousands of irrefutable facts, finally. <laughs> um, so that's... So um, right when when Max is dealing with the fact that this guy who he's, he's going to meet up with, who knew some information, was just very obviously murdered, um, Gerard Butler wants to have a quick FaceTime. <laughs> 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 oh, because in the meantime... There were, like, two dumb attacks on the space station that were, like, trying to get Gerard Butler killed. Which, like, whatever, I don't care. Oh, has, has the space thing happened? The spacesuit? Yeah, when he gets, like, blown around. Okay, here's the thing. Those are not controlled by a fucking computer. There's no way... To hack into someone's spacesuit. I know this because I looked it up. Because I was like, what the fuck? It is straight up impossible to do that. And it makes me so mad. Maybe they, like... I don't think they controlled him with a computer. I think they, like, messed with his jetpack thing. No, they... I'm almost 100% sure they hacked into his... Like, the little bursts of air that stabilize you in space. Oh... And that's (laughs) impossible. That is self-controlled. It's a little thing, like, in the spacesuit that they controls. The only wirings between, like, the buttons and then the things. It's not, like, connected to anything. 
Well, are you saying that there's some science in this movie that <laughs> is inaccurate? I hate to break it to you because I know it's gonna like change your whole perspective <laughs> on this film, but someone had to say it. I was using this film as my science credit. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's not a thing that could. That is a thing. My only thought was like maybe they messed with it, but yeah, there's no way to. I mean, that's not a thing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that was uh, the moment where I was like, I don't know science, but I do know some things. So, um, Gerard Butler calls Max in, uh, Jake calls Max in for a um, quick t- chat. And Max is, like, upset because he's like, why are you calling me? Do you even know what I just walked away from? And then Gerard... <laughs> so he uh, wasn't telling him that he was almost, like, tried to be murdered. Yeah. Um, just didn't tell him that. And then, uh... So Max is just kind of, like, irritated and goes to walk out the door. And Gerard goes, we don't walk out on each other. It's the unspoken rule between brothers. <laughs> and Thoughts is a brother? I, I mean, I've tried multiple times to walk out, but I, I just like to sit. <laughs> well, I don't like being rule. on my feet that long. <laughs> <laughs> so then, here's where we get the famous code. Because Gerard Butler starts telling the story about fishing and how his, his their dad took them fishing. And lost his cell phone. And something about the cell phone, and uh, it's a very long speech. Later on, the code seems to be like, because he mentioned his cell phone. So he took his cell phone number and then took those seconds... And From like each the each, story, no, like each re- corresponding number. You Seconds. use that. No, I you use that word, in like. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I think. Right, he spoke for a really long time, so I don't know how. Like, because oh, you're so only getting up like, to nine. <laughs> so if it was like nine two three, it would be like the ninth word, then the second word after that, and then the third word after that. Yeah. So you, but she uh, was able to highlight it so quickly, I thought it was seconds. I know. But it, it, it's like also like, can you only use ten... Is there only ten words to choose from? You have to say your whole message within ten words, just out of order? That seems like a lot. No, I think it was... So he said a bunch of words, so if, if you know, your number is like... Like, uh, four, seven, eight. Or like, four, two, five. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. It would be like you're saying something, and then the fourth word, and then the count would start over. From the fourth word. From the fourth word. Okay. So then it would be the second word after that, and then that the makes fourth more sense. word after that. Got it. Here's I a... think I don't know. They did a very bad job explaining it. Here's another issue. Who the fuck knows a phone number off the top of their head? What is this? Two thousand seven. But also. That means he had to go down and, like, he had to physically write that speech out. I know. He had to, like, and then rehearse it a few times so he didn't stumble. Yeah. He had to rehearse it and memorize it so that not only did it seem natural, but he said the words in the correct order. 
at, at the like couldn't even improvise a word in here and there. Like, and it, it like he was like, I can't sound rehearse. Duh, duh, duh. You know, the only phone number I can recite off the top of my head right now, it's six seven eight triple nine eight two one two, and that's from fucking Soldier Boys. Kiss me through the phone. So <laughs> unless. That's Not the phone number we're talking about. That one. Oh, you're right. That one too. I was just trying to uh, appeal to our younger audience. Oh, right, right, right. Then I remembered only our mom listens to, so we should have done <laughs> it's Jenny. Just Jenny. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's I said our mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, she loves you like a daughter. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but you you haven't seen uh, Independence Day, so you have shot down in the ranking. I was gonna say I probably lost a lot of points. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be hard to recover. I know. I mean, I know certain people's phone numbers still. Well, look at you, an old soul. I know. Not anyone I've met in the last ten years, though. <laughs> sure as hell not my brother. Because I was in the age uh, where. Uh, we still called each other a lot. Aww. And, um, but not not even necessarily. It was like we called each other because we didn't have cell phones. Like, I didn't have a cell phone until, like, late middle school. I didn't have one like. until eighth grade, and I always felt so left out. I got mine in sixth grade, and I felt like I was one of the last ones. Well, so imagine my pain, then. I know. That, was, that must be very bad. <laughs> but, like, even then, like, we still... My, like... Best friends growing up, as soon as they got phone numbers, like, we all memorized each other's phone numbers. So I still have theirs. Wow, that's very impressive. Except my one friend has had, like, a couple different phone numbers, so I don't remember that one. So the code. Oh, so then, basically, his message is, like, there's a mole. It's not good. This has been very long already. I know. That's why I'm trying to wrap it up. There's also an entire other character. um, (laughs) Who? The... It's like she works for Max apparently, and she's just really smart. Oh, she's technical stuff. You, Zazie Beat. What's her last name? Yeah, she's in from Atlanta in the show Atlanta. No. Zazie Beats. I was right. Yeah, she's the best part of this movie in my opinion. She's the best part oh, of she's every. Great. She's also the best part of Deadpool Two, which she's also in. Yeah, anything she's in, she's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, so her character is very underutilized. <laughs> Um, she's the one who kind of cracked the code for him that, like, Hong Kong one was very deliberately, man- uh, and Afghanistan, like, they were both manipulated with. She kind of pulls that data for Max. And, um, then she's the one who helps edit hit, edit the code out for him. Yeah. So then, now Max and Jake are both on board that there's a mole, there's something going on, people are trying to kill people. Uh, so there's, they're trying to look into this guy's locker because they think that he messed with something. And then he turns around and they, um, ha- like, he pulls a gun on them. Which, like, why are there guns on the International Space Station? That is an excellent point that I did not think about. Because there's, gu- like, another person has a gun on the station later and it's like... Who brought guns? <laughs> yeah, how did, how did they get through clearance? That's the one thing, something that can break the windows? Yeah, something that, and does. It later yeah. does break the windows and gets someone sucked out of the space station. 
Like, and also, everyone there is working on the same team. Why would... It's not like you need it for security. You're in space. Yeah, it's like, what team are we? Wildcats. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, why... You did not need a gun. I just, like, really was so confused as to why there were more... There was one gun in general, but also two. Like, how did you get that? It's why just did you not safe. It? Why did you think you needed it? What did you think was going to happen? Um, so that was just a big question I had um, that was never answered. So then later, um, he brings uh, his assistant. What was her name again? Um, Zazzy Beats. I'm not Zazzy. gonna. I'm not gonna have a character name. You should know no, that by now. <laughs> so he brings her to talk to Gerard Butler, and. He's, like, skeptical, and then Max is like, you can talk in front of her, she's cool. But, like, once again, transmitter guy sitting right there. Um, <laughs> I forgot all about him. Oh, the big thing was that she, he knew he was talking in the code because his their, their dad never took them fishing, and then um, that's how he knew the code was starting. I don't think we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's the one thing this movie got right. Fishing sucks. Yeah. It's not the fun. End, and I did write that that was a great joke. Yeah, because honestly, anyone who likes to go fishing, I have questions. First of all, do you knit also? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Because they're just equally as chicken shit and boring. I said it. I'm against knit people who knit. Oh, shit. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) You don't know what I look like. (laughs) So then there's this point. And this is when we start speeding up on the notes. So, um... When at the first, when we're introduced to the Secret Service lady, she's sitting there and she won't. Um, she's mad at Max for trying to talk to her at work, and she's like, I "Can't leave my post. I can't take my ass off of him. I can't talk to you, all that stuff." And then they're leaving for the Democratic National Convention, and getting onto Air Force One, and then she just sees Max walking outside, and then like runs over to him. So it's like, you can't leave your post, but like you can you can if you want to go yell at your boyfriend. Yeah, it's like, you can't leave your post in the White House where, you know what, it's probably pretty safe. But when yeah. he's just in public around people, it's like, now's the good time. Yeah. And also it's like, very obviously, like, you're going out of your way to go talk to someone who's like not even close to them. Yeah. Um, And that's when some a bunch of sh- a bunch of weather starts happening, and that's the the freeze tsunami. I just a bunch of weather starts happening is the perfect <laughs> summary for this movie. <laughs> um, and there's one girl we're shown with her boyfriend or whatever before the weather starts happening, um, and then she runs faster than him, and then it turns out she's just the only person that can run faster than the wave, even though she's, like, barely jogging. It's like, so for, she's just, like, there's a secret scene, cut scene, where it's like, oh, she's like, oh, yeah, I am an Olympic runner, why do you ask? And then the <laughs> freeze wave comes. Because she's, like, the only one outrunning it. Everyone else is dying and being, like, completely frozen. Again, run it, outrunning temperature. <laughs> it's so stupid um and then there was like frozen uh birds that were falling out of the sky and that was kind of like, fun i liked it, it when the birds fun. were falling <laughs> <laughs> and then just a giant frozen plane 
Here's another thing. How high is the weather? It's like, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's just weather. Like, the only way that plane was affected is if it was flying, like, into or out of Rio. Because otherwise, it should be above the clouds and it should be fine. Maybe... Yeah, you're right. I have no idea why. <laughs> like, is it is it getting cold from the satellite on? No. It had to have... Maybe... Yeah, maybe it was flying... Maybe that was, um... Rio's Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Then... This is when the giant screen in the International Space Station comes on. And there's a geostorm alert. And time to geostorm. It literally says time until geostorm. An hour and a half. And then so much happens. But here's so here's the thing. Um, How is this computer able to tell when a geostorm is happening? Um, First, how much so to have a countdown for it? How does this computer know what a geostorm is? It's a fully made up term. <laughs> and, oh, a geostorm, the Hong Kong guy explained it, is basically just a lot of bad weather happening at one time that it wipes out the earth, I guess. But again, why isn't it one weather? Yeah, I don't know why it has to be. I think it just has to be different to be fun. Okay, I'll accept that, I guess. So, um... Time until Geostorm, we got 90 minutes. And then, um, Max just jumps on the plane with Air Force One and the President and everything. <laughs> okay. It's like, he definitely doesn't have the clearance for that. Wait, if that's when the... the, the <laughs> I'm looking up the flight from Washington, D.C. to Orlando. Well, it has to be... It might be a little faster if you're on a private plane like that. No, it's two hours. Well, they did leave early in the day. No, but I'm saying if the Geostorm countdown started at the same time, how did they get halfway into a speech at, like, not the airport? You're right. Guys, come on. We expect better from Geostorm. (laughs) I expected complete accuracy. But also it's like, how the hell, and the whole thing is like, he's like, oh, I, I wanted to come, because he was getting on the plane, and they're like, why are you here? <laughs> and he was like, oh, my dad lives in Orlando, he wanted, he's a big fan, he wanted to see the president. And he was like, oh, okay, bring him to the green room. Um, and then later found out that, what was Deckham, is the bad guy, who's like Secretary of State. Is that he, what he was? I think so. I don't know, actually. I, I genuinely thought he was the chief of staff. I don't really know. Maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, later on, he's talking to Max, and the guy's like, I know your dad's dead. Why did you lie? <laughs> and it's like, so if you knew that was such a blatant lie, why did you let him on the plane? <laughs> Maybe, because, uh, like, he definitely knew he was, like, going to try to stop him. Maybe. Well, that's what he had to have known that he was there to stop it. So why would he want him on the plane? I do not know. 
Or maybe he just couldn't because he was still trying to save face with the president. Yeah, maybe but it was later, too late. So later on, he tell because they're looking, they're trying to kidnap the president, or at least get a moment with, or no, they're trying to steal the kill codes from like his, her, his, uh, phone or something. Yeah, his his uh, like their version of phones, which was like a stick, a stick that like had holograms also. <laughs> so they're trying to get the kill codes from his phone because apparently he's the only one in the world who had it. And they're trying to wait for him to take a shower, and then they were going to steal it. And then uh, Deckham tells Max What, what that, a great plan. Yeah. You have Deckham, an hour and 30 minutes, and you're like, we just need to get this guy to shower. <laughs> um, so you're waiting for... Uh, so Deckham is talking to Max, and Deckham's, uh, and Max kind of explains the situation to him. And is like, you, uh, I need the kill codes. And then Deckham tells him, well, there is no deck, there is no, uh, kill codes. It's a biometric thing. Um, which later on turns out to be true, but it also later on turns out that Deckham was the bad guy. So why would he tell the truth here? Just an excellent question. Why wouldn't he be like, yeah, you do need that cell phone? Because he knows that that's not the actual kill codes. And your plan is not foiled. I, I think I'm going to steal the catchphrase from our friends at Tipsy Terror here and say it's because the plot called for it. I mean, it definitely did. <laughs> we just needed um, him to be able to tell that it was the, you need the president and not just the cell phone. But it's a bad idea on Deckham's part. So... Um, it's this really the only reason he failed. He could have just not told him that and done everything yeah. else the same. And then Max would, would have spent won. the whole time trying to get the phone, and then the phone would have not had the kill codes. Yeah. So then you, your plan works. But, you know. And then this is when I noticed that the president was a Democrat. Because also early on when they were trying to figure out um, the reason, they basically... He does admit it that the reason why he's covering up the fact that Dutch Boy isn't working is because it's an election year. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, woof. What a commentary. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, is this... And then I was like, at this point I was trying to wonder if he was like making a point on Democrats. But I don't think so. I think this... Maybe this movie's anti-government. But at the end, most it's of the not. government's still the good guy. Yeah. I really don't know what this movie's point was. I don't know if it's pro-America or con-America. Maybe it's just he really hates Secretary of States. <laughs> like and John Kerry. Chief of staffs. <laughs> John Kerry said something really rude to him once, and he's just never been the same. <laughs> I would believe that. I would take that commentary. Um... And this is, so then the International Space Station at the same time goes into self-destruct mode. And I wrote, why would the station have self-destruct mode? And then I was like, oh, nice, that one guy asked, because someone said that. I mean, it was a weak-ass reason, though. Yeah. This is, this is, um, my big point, as I kind of alluded to earlier. It's like, so, the, the reason why they give it is because in case the space station were ever to, like, plummet to Earth, it needed to explode before it, you know, crashed into Earth. Yeah. Which, like, okay, sure. 
So then why does the self-destruction take like almost a full two hours? <laughs> it takes so long. It takes so long and it's like different phases. And so if it was like going, if you needed to explode the space station so it doesn't kill millions of people, wouldn't you need it to do like fast? And here's another thing. Wouldn't it be better to just like crash the station as one chunk as opposed to splitting it up into a million pieces? Like you, I feel like you could still aim for the ocean, but once you like blow it up, like somebody in Nebraska is just getting like a toilet seat to the head. <laughs> I think actually, though, it was trying to explode before it went into the Earth's orbit, so like the debris never actually gets to Earth. But that that would be instantaneous. That would need to be pretty quick. But yeah, that's a, once again back to my original point. <laughs> it needed to be very fast and not. Over the course of two hours. Because once it hits that gravitational pull, it's not... Yeah. That debris is going straight uh, everywhere. <laughs> and then... So he finds out that it was, oh, the British guy that hit the self-destruct thing. And he just was like, oh, he just could not wait to beat up that Brit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, ah, oh, I knew it'd be you. And then Gerard Butler finally gets to be Gerard Butler for the first time in this movie. And just beats up the Brit. Like, this whole, then, this whole time he had to be like, I know science. And it was just really, he was fading, but he finally got to punch a foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> so Gerard Butler was happy again. Um, and then the Brit pulls a gun and then accidentally shoots the window. And then Gerard Butler runs away. Because, you know, you can, you can outrun the vacuum of space. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> So then, um, yeah, the brick gets sucked into space, which he's the... Se- we forgot about the first one. He's the second person to get sucked into space in this movie. The first one happened to me kind of quick on. To the Is original it explained why guy. they killed that guy? Because he stole, like, he hacked the first, the Afghanistan satellite for the virus, and he found the virus on it. Oh, so he was trying to fix it. Yeah. So then, yeah, they sucked him out into space. Because for some reason, he just knew a sabotage was going on. Just this random guy. Or maybe he was just trying to run diagnostics and found a virus or but something. But no, because remember, he hacked it onto his phone thing, like, all secretly and had to, like, steal it oh, away. Oh, right. So apparently, somehow he knew there was a sabotage, but nobody else did. <laughs> and he didn't tell anybody. So then, Deckham is with Max. We're, we're cut back to that. And Deckham's like, here, I'll help you go talk to the president. Um, And then tries to shove Max into a room and pulls out a gun. And Max somehow obtains the ability to dodge a flying bullet. (laughs) He's Superman. Um, And then he's Batman. (laughs) And then um, that's when I wrote down, if he's the bad guy, why would he tell the truth about the biometric codes? I don't know. I still don't know that. So then Max... Because he's the sad type might seduce your dad type (laughs) he's the bad guy duh so max runs up to his girlfriend oh we forgot early on that she like obeyed uh she like gave them her security so she had the highest security clearance that she was able to like hack into stuff that him and his like um assistant girl couldn't do yeah. They convinced her to do that in a fun scene. Which, why does she have computer clearance? I don't really know. 
I think she she must be like really high up. You think she's like the number one in the Secret Service? I think she had to have But been. if she is, why is she on the field? I feel like the number one is like not the field person. Or like right next to them. Yeah. The the like they're not the one who has to take the bullet. But they also trust her to take him away. I don't know. But okay, so anyways, so he goes up to her and he's like, Look, uh we need the president, it's a biometric code. Um, you need to help me steal the president. <laughs> and then it gets na- na- national, wait, what's the movie called? National Treasure. Oh my god, oh. I, I totally <laughs> forgot what National Treasure was for a second. I need to steal the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say National Independence, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> that's not what it is. So, um, she's like, get the car, I'll get the president. <laughs> So then she, this is an interesting part, is that she says over the intercom, or the the security, whatever, that there's, that she sees an active shooter, and then she fires her gun. Now, you're telling me that there's all that secret service, everyone looking around for someone suspicious, and they didn't see her shoot that gun herself? <laughs> and also, she calls it in after she... Or she calls it in and then shoots. Or maybe it's because she saw it happening before it happened. I don't know. I, maybe it's because she was just way in the back and they were like all had to squint to see her. And then, uh, so then she runs and everyone's like, where were they? So she gives like fake orders to go find them. And then she's like, oh, here, come with me, Mr. President. Um, and then she just gun slaps that guy. Um... <laughs> The other Secret Secret Service guy that was following them. And then she's like, sorry, Mr. President, you gotta come with me. Uh, She gets into, uh, once again, another electric car. (laughs) Um, That definitely is a point, then, that every car is electric. Yeah. Um, And this was a self-driving car. Uh, It's important. Ugh. I I will never. I hate them. I hate that, too. But it was a self-driving car. And they get in. And they're trying to explain to the president what's happening and who's doing it and all this stuff. And then he's yelling at Max for breaking all these laws. And then he goes, yeah, am I forgetting anything, honey? And then, and then he's the like, goes, honey. <laughs> and then Max goes, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> and I've never hated a line of dialogue more than <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Like, even if he just made, like, a wah-wah, <laughs> it would have been better. Put his, like, a hand under his chin and stared into camera. <laughs> yeah. Oops, did I do that? No. <laughs> that would have been better than that. And then he's talking to the president, and he's like, that's why Deckham hired me and Jake. And I really do not get that motive. <laughs> me neither. Like, he hired them because he could blame them for it? Or, like, he hired the most, the people most capable of solving it. Exactly. As, like, an alibi? Oh, yeah, maybe he was trying to pretend like they did it. But, like, I don't know if anyone would buy that. Or maybe it's because you wanted, maybe he wanted Gerard Butler on the space station so he could self-destruct the space station and get rid of Gerard Butler. Maybe. 
But then I don't get what he was trying to do with Max. Just gaslight him. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe he was trying to explain. Maybe he was trying to make it seem that Gerard Butler did it and then turn him against him. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Know. We'll just uh, say he was. He was. He was like a little bored. He was like, I need to add gaslighting to my evil plan. <laughs> so, um, and there's another Secret Service guy that was following orders from Deckham who's following them and, like, shooting at them. And they kind of are getting away from the weather. And then she's like, hold on, I need to do take care of something. And she, like, whips the car in reverse and just starts sh- driving backwards and shooting at them. And it was honestly awesome. The, I, I, that was the part that made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> I only liked it because it was like a lot of these action sequences are never done by women. Mm-hmm. And so it was dope to see a woman do it, even though it was very ridiculous. <laughs> Just super corny. It was horrible. And then at the, as soon as she like whips around, the president goes, marry her. <laughs> <laughs> But also, that's right before she just straight up murders the other Secret Service team. I know. She literally like keeps bashing into his car until it flips and he can't get out and then it just explodes. Yeah, I, I mean, anytime I see a woman committing a murder, I'm like, ooh, hello there. Um, we also keep cutting back to Gerard Butler's daughter. Who's just watching, sit, watching the TV. Space station explode. She's like, but Papa's um, up there, and he promised he'd come home. He promised. That was my attempt Um, at, like, Little House on the Prairie-style accent. It was great. Thanks. And I also, (laughs) this guy loves explaining his plans to people. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, like, when you just have such, like, a good plan, you're like, well, I can't, like, be secret about it. So, yeah, he, he gets to the outskirts of Orlando, so he's safe from, you know, the weather. And he's with his one trusty um, henchman who's left. And they just pull out a fucking bazooka. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Their plan was to bazooka them. Why didn't here's why didn't they bazooka the weather? Cause yeah, that's another big question, is that like they obviously didn't anticipate on Max figuring it out and kidnapping the president and driving towards them. Like, why would you count on that? Yeah. So why did you just have a bazooka ready? <laughs> My bigger question is, why did not a single person fire a gun at a cloud? <laughs> no one even tried it. <laughs> like, it's worth the effort, at least. Um, so he... So the car starts rolling down at them, and then they bazooka the car, and he's like, there's this shot of him, like, grinning in the background of uh the burning car and then the secret service lady um pulls a gun on him captures him kind of hits the henchman on the head i guess until he passes out she's just so strong and then the president is standing there and then deckham goes how how did you do it or whatever and she goes because i'm the president of the united states but i was like come on don't act like you did a damn thing i know don't act like you were a, really a character before this moment. No. Andy you Garcia. Didn't you didn't plan anything. You this were was, rude you to were... John Mulaney at a Lakers game. <laughs> yeah. Um, he literally just showed up because he was kidnapped. That's why he's in this scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, yeah, I'm the president and I did get kidnapped and now I'm in charge. 
Um, and then, so, they're like the, I guess, more Secret Service people are there now. Oh, because they used the self-driving car to drive. That's how they were out of the car, and it got bazookaed. But anyways. So, like, they're holding him back, and then he starts trying to do his, like, evil um, villain speech. And then the president's like, let him go. So he's standing there freely talking, but it's like, you can definitely yell at him while he's being held. <laughs> yeah, I, I see, that's when I thought the president was about to throw hands. I know. But then, so then he gives his villain speech about why he wanted to create a genocide, and he literally said, I wanted, I'm turning the clock back to 1945. So wait, so oh, maybe like you mean you mean the year that World War Two ended? So maybe this was an anti-Trump movie after all. Yeah, because it was like, it was just like, what is happening here? Because he, was he a Nazi after all? He had to. He was cleansing the earth, right? So did you see um, the new Godzilla? No. Spoilers for the new... Do you mind if I spoil it for you? Nope. Okay, so spoilers for the new Godzilla. But, like, the villains in that have a very similar plan. Where they're like, we're just gonna kill a bunch of humans. Like, not any specific group, but just, you know, we just want general, at least half the population dead. Why is everyone, like, Thanosing all of a sudden? It is a really... It's very weird, but yes... Get your own evil plan. Killing half of the people is already done, and it's been done better. I think it's their way of, like... Because in, like, some messed up way, people can, like, understand that kind of villain. Maybe. But, like, this <laughs> at least this movie was better than Godzilla, because this one at least didn't make the environmentalists the villains. No. Yeah, when I was watching Godzilla, I was like, do we really need the uh, people who want to save the Earth be the villains of the film? I don't find that very necessary. Uh, it was just like this line, I, the, especially the 1945 line, I was like, what? what is this movie's message? Did you hit him with a classic, what, what, what? What, what, what? Um, that, was, that was for Molly. <laughs> That was for who's in the know. Um, That's if you if you ever need to whip out a Lauren impression. <laughs> I know some of you've been wondering, like, oh God, the the school talent show's coming up. <laughs> I, I need to I need to give an impression of my favorite <laughs> amateur podcast. <laughs> um, second favorite. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, there's your key. What were we talking about? Oh. It could have been anything. Honestly, we but we could be I talking just, about any movie, and I'd probably still be saying the same things. But, um, yeah, this whole, like, trying to, like... Well, he wanted to destroy the Earth. I don't really understand what his point was. It was to just show that America was better than everybody, but he also was still destroying cities in America. I mean, just Orlando... Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, not the worst loss, Florida. And then there was a point in his speech where they were talking about, like, why do you, why are you trying to play God? And then he goes, well, what is Dutch Boy if it's not playing God? And I was like, that's actually a very good point. 
What what I thought I was hoping it would get real existential for a second. Nope, it just drops it. <laughs> like what is God? And who but does then, he think he is? But then he starts so then Deckham starts talking about all this stuff and then Max goes up and punches him in the face. And then they're walking away and then the secret service lady to the president goes, "That's my fiance." And it's like, you just did all this badass stuff, and you're impressed that he punched an old dude? I mean, because the man is more impressive than the woman, Lauren. You're right. You're right. Um, and also, like, we, we stopped at the Geostorm, but also, how is, like, all of this that's already happening not also a Geostorm? Because <laughs> there was a lot happening, and so many people died. Like, so many people yeah, what is the difference between just a bunch of storms happening across the Earth and then the Geostorm? I wish the movie told us that. Oh, but also, so then we fixed the Geostorm, and that's fine. Um, but the International Space Station is still self-destructing. <laughs> and Gerard Butler is trying to go to an escape pod or something. No, that's not even what he was doing. I don't know what he was doing. Oh, he was oh he was going to turn off something. I he was going. Couldn't tell you. I don't think the geostorm was fixed yet. I think I just overspoke. They he needed to go and then they put in the kill codes and then he could restart the system once the geostorm was like taken down. I guess. So he's going to go do it, and then the girl from Germany, the scientist from Germany, is just sitting there waiting for him and like not doing anything. Oh, yeah. That was my... Was she just sitting there the whole time? Yeah, she was just sitting there. I was like, the space station is destructing. You don't know if he's alive or not. You could have stopped this geostorm, like, however long ago. Yeah, she could have gone into the room and Leah started on something. Yeah, you knew he was going to make it there. And then he goes, you do that. And then as as soon as that's the geostorm's taken care of, I will manually reset the system and by manually reset he meant pulling a lever (laughs) i and then i i really don't understand how they survived i also don't understand what they did to fix it (laughs) a lot of nonsense happens because like the geostorm goes away uh when they like fixed it the geostorm with like two seconds to spare Mm -hmm. and then the space station explodes. They're kind of floating around in space. They're not getting hit with as nearly as much debris as they should be. And then eventually they get into a like a escape pod and start kind of like signaling for Mayday. It, like then, that that whole sequence was like. And when the first spacesuit goes awry, it was like if gravity sucked. What do you mean if? I like gravity. I will defend <laughs> gravity. I had a blast watching it. I, it was the worst, like, 12 hours of my life. How long was that movie? <laughs> it was the only movie I've ever seen in 3D, and I was like, okay, I can see why people, some people like 3D. Oh, I didn't see it in 3D. It was the first movie I saw at college. I will defend it gravity. Came out my freshman year. I will fight you on it. I hated it. It was so bad. I mean, plot-wise, sure. I don't... That's not... Okay, if it was was gravity, 
was like, hey, we need special effects. Let's hire this guy off the street. Will you take that? <laughs> Wait. What? No, I'm saying that oh, this this movie. Por- this movie was like, let's yes those segments were like if this movie was like let's do gravity but with just a guy who's never done special effects before that's exactly what this movie is (laughs) or at least those scenes where they're in space yeah 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 and then eventually the or everyone else who's on the space station was on an escape pod and then they come by and scoop them up and they're like and it's the one guy that's from mexico and he goes thank the mexican (laughs) Because there's a point where everyone was sad because they thought Gerard Butler died. Um, they didn't care about the scientist lady. <laughs> and then they saw that the pod was saved. And they're all excited. And then there's a point where at the end, Gerard Butler gets home. And Max and his fiance now run over and introduce himself. And then there's a moment where Gerard and Butler and um, the brother character really do look like they're about to make out. <laughs> The, I, I thought there was going to be, like, a plot line with that. The brothers making out? Oh, oh, I thought you meant um, Gerard Butler and Ute, or whatever her German name I, was. I did think that, too, and I'm glad they didn't. No, I was literally talking about when the brothers saw each other for the first time after. Because this is, what, like, right at the end, my um, my brother was sitting in here. And I kind of made the joke when I was like, are they about to make out? And then he looked up, and then they kind of, like, grab each other in a weird way to start hugging. And then he was like, oh, my God, I literally thought they were about to. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the tension. Um, and then it shows them fishing with Gerard Butler's daughter. And then they're talking, and then they're like, oh, right, this sucks. Why are we... I, I I did feel seen, it 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 was nice. Yeah, that was a that was a good fun joke. Mm-hmm. So that is the end of Geostorm. Oh, and then there's some more voiceover by the daughter. Again, she's like she's like she was at the start. She had the voiceover. She had a little story at the start. She's like cut in twice at random spots, half the time not speaking, just staring at a TV. And then she gets the end voiceover out of nowhere. When they were fishing from behind, I genuinely thought the Secret Service lady was the blonde in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. Oh my god, that's funny. So what do you rate this movie? I would give it... Here's like the issue where it's like... Bad to entertaining. Like, where it's hard to rake a movie, you know? I say rank it based off entertaining and not Cause, if it's But see, I was like mildly entertained. Like, not to the point where I say I wouldn't watch it, but I wasn't like entertained enough for it to be like, this is a camp masterpiece. So I'm just going right. to give it, I'm going to give it one and a half stars. No, two stars. I'm going to give it two stars. I was thinking like 2.5 Yeah. Because it's just, it is so bad that it's just like, like it's I, fun I to really watch and be like, oh, I didn't get bored. I only did because I had to. I broke it up between two nights. And also, you had seen it before. Yeah. And um, like, what? It's it's an hour forty nine, and like it it doesn't feel too long. You know, it's. I mean, it's, it's an a testament to the movie where my just recollection of it is I thought that that huge fishing phone call code. Thing happened 
near the end of the movie and it happens halfway through. So that's, that's a good like thing. A, it's a testament to how short the movie feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we, uh, you there's know, there's just a lot happening and a lot of characters that you don't really know what their names are, but you know them. I, to be fair, historically, we have been completely illiterate at picking up character names. Right. This one made it particularly hard, I think. Because <laughs> there were a whole bunch of them. We didn't bring up, like, half the characters. Because there's just so many. But we, we never talked about what is actively the worst part of this movie, and it's the CGI. It is. It was horrible. The one scene I really... It really made me, like, just, like, oh, my God. I think it was one of the weathers. <laughs> It was like, I think it was the the water flooding the one town. It mm-hmm. looked so bad. See, that was the biggest, that was the biggest science problem I had overall through the whole movie. Is when they end the Geostorm, or the almost Geostorm, and in, um, I don't remember where it was either. But the the water not only stops surging forward with the waves, but recedes back into the ocean. What? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. The water you're, would just stay already, there. Yeah, you already affected the current. It, like, it, you can't undo it. I don't know why, but that was the part where I like almost lost my shit. I was like, what the fuck? It, it, they don't know weather. It's a, for a movie about weather, they don't know weather. But yeah, the, I, t- it felt like the CGI was if they like had finished all the big stuff. You know, like, everyone had done, like, the original models, got all the coloring in, and they were like, okay, we just need to add the details now. And then the director was like, we're releasing tomorrow, time to go. <laughs> it's just like they forgot to detail everything. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, Sorry, it it's happening. like everything was like, <laughs> it's everything just had, like, almost a plastic quality, quality to it still. Yeah, it, it really did look like they just... It's almost like they were running out of time, which is ridiculous since they made it three years before its release. <laughs> yeah. Or they so filmed it three years before its release. That that was the biggest technical. Other than the plot really falling apart after any hard thought. <laughs> that was the biggest like technical hair. <laughs> I think we're gonna skip one star reviews. Yeah, that's fair. This is going Unless long. You have some. It's we're yeah we're way over. I think this is good. It's midnight. You don't sound tired. <laughs> Something great is happening. I know. Well, that's because I drink a full coffee after work. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, let's start because, doing that. But that, but that was because I had a. Um, I think I was having caffeine withdrawal, and I had a massive migraine at work today. Yeah, it's like the movie's an hour forty nine, and we're about two hours fifteen into this. Yeah. Let's just wrap up with a quick drinky game and then... Drinky game and our... Well, let's fix the movie. Uh, fix them ups. Fix them ups. Yeah, let's fix the movie. Um, I, see, I was thinking about this a little bit ago and I don't know if you can. Yeah. Oh, I have a fix. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, because for part of the movie, you're not sure if, like, if it's sabotage or what's going on. So I had the thought, what if it was, like, actually Dutch Boy is the villain... Sort of like the technology, the AI has revolted and is like trying to s- destroy the Earth. But then Mother Nature is a character in this version of Geostorm. And Mother Nature comes up and it's like actually nature versus machine, like physical battle. Okay. 
What do you think? I'm, do- I'm down for this entirely different concept. <laughs> just, is it just a different movie? Sure. Can we cast Gerard Butler in my version? No. No. He's well, not allowed. I, I feel like that might be like the number one uh, fix. That's like your first step. In my version, is it James McAvoy? Of course it is. Yes. Why wouldn't it be? What about why can I not think of his first name? Well, he sounds great. <laughs> sounds like someone really charismatic, you know, that'll <laughs> pop off screen and leave like an impression in the audience's mind. I'm not even going to say, I can't think of his name, but I'm not, I don't even want to look it up to tell you because you're just going to be mad at me for forgetting. No, I really, I, I'm dying to know. I don't know why his first name is escaping me right Can now. Can you name anything he's been in? Yeah, well, I'll give it away. Well, please tell me. Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> How dare you? I told you you, you were going to be mad How at me. dare you? You said I was going to make fun of you. You didn't say I'd actively be angry. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant deserves yes. so much better. I don't know why I just could not think of I wanted to call him John. <laughs> oh my god. I know, and I was like, that's not right. Fucking end the movie. <laughs> in the podcast. Drinking oh. game. Drink uh, drink a white claw. Drink a white claw every time. <laughs> no, just just drink a white claw. Just drink a white claw. I was gonna say whenever um you're introduced to a new character. And then also whenever you see a character you forgot had previously been introduced. <laughs> Here, uh, take a shot every time the daughter gets a, gets sassy. <laughs> or just like anytime she has a scene because it's so infrequent enough. <laughs> Drink every time where you can see Gerard Butler trying to figure out what the words he's saying means. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drink every time Max talks like Batman. <laughs> Or anytime no, he has no, a that's not fair. Moment. Because that man is whispering throughout the course of the movie, <laughs> and that would kill a person. We so do not any, recommend. Anytime he like, anytime he has like a very dramatic monologue type uh, reading, mm-hmm. that's about eight times, eight or nine times throughout the movie, if not more. Honestly, that's enough already. Yeah, you're good. You're you're sufficiently drunk. As long as long as you're sipping on your white cloth throughout the parts where the drinking game isn't going on, um, you're good. You need it though. <laughs> yeah. No. Always drink a white cloth. See white cloth. See how good we are at promoting you. <laughs> it's because there's a genuine love here. We are genuine fans of your product. Based off of us talking about Geostorm, do you have any? recommendations for something better for people to watch Ooh, i mean i'm gonna say independence day that's a good call well i hear actually my favorite disaster movie is the poseidon adventure so i would recommend that it's from like 1970 something or 60 something but it's about a boat that gets overturned it's like a group of like 10 people trying to like get to the bottom of the boat which is now the top of the boat while the water's like creeping up and it's just excellent i highly recommend it It was one of my favorite movies as a kid i don't know why who i was watching it a lot as a kid but i've seen it multiple times i really love it i um i'm gonna recommend deadpool 2 (laughs) (laughs) for more zazzy beats for more from for yeah for more for her she's great that might i don't really watch a lot of this type of movie 
Oh, my, my, I hear. I'm going to recommend just the entirety of every movie sci-fi has ever shown. Okay. Because they're so bad, but I love every single one. I, um, I don't know. I'm literally trying to think of any disaster movie I've either seen or liked. (laughs) Here's, I've seen San Andreas. Which is a shit movie, but the reason it makes me so mad is I went there on a drive. I went to see a drive-through trouble feature. It was that and Mad Max Fury Road, which is a movie I love with my whole heart. I but, was, okay, I was literally as soon as you said it, be like, "Ooh, that's what I'm gonna recommend." <laughs> but the issue was San Andreas was first, so I went there with like a group of my friends in high school, and I was the DD, and we get there. We watch San Andreas. It sucks. I, I don't really care. I'm just so excited to see Mad Max Fury Road. I turn around and everyone's drunk and is making me drive them home. Puking. Bullshit. So I didn't get to see Mad Max Fury Road, even though that was the only reason I came. Because oh I knew I was going to TD. is because I wanted to see Mad Max Fury Road. And it was 100% my brother's fault. And I've never forgiven him. <laughs> Um, he doesn't it's one of the, forgiveness. <laughs> it's one of the two acts against me that I've never forgiven him for. I will reveal the other one at a later time when Ooh. it applies to the topic of conversation. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you coming back for more. Yeah, Mad Max is great. Yeah, and that's like at post Geostorm. <laughs> like if you imagine if the Geostorm happened, Mad Max is the universe. Yeah, it is. See, you know how you said I was awake? I'm losing steam. <laughs> yeah, you know, we made it to the end, though. We made it all the way here. We can just plug some stuff and we're done. Yeah. Um, I, I'll i go first just because I, I mean, um, I did um, Tyler, who is a guest on two of our episodes and also is our uh, snuffed co-host. I, um, It's up now. I just did a... a his podcast called The Silver Screen Breakdown, where we talked about um, Men in Black International, um, as well as uh, the Lonely Island concert that we went to, and kind of also pop star. (laughs) (laughs) How Um, was Men in Black? Just give us like a two-word. Uneventful. Aw. That makes me sad. I want to like that movie. I haven't seen it, but I want to support it because I love the two of them. I, I also would just say fun... I, because of them and Camille, it's some parts are fun. Okay, cool. But I mean, you're gonna find out the. I mean, it's not a very complicated plot, and it's easy to figure out what's happening. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if you want to hear more of my thoughts, you can listen to that episode. Is out now. This BuzzFeed quiz just called me a baby boomer. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I take quizzes like that, it's like, you're 17. <laughs> it's like, sorry, sorry I've heard of a song in the 70s before. Oh no, I sound like one of those douchebags who's like, uh, none of my peers know my music taste. And it's like the Rolling Stones. Well, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to plug anything besides that BuzzFeed quiz? Um, sure. I will plug two things. First of all, my Twitter, which I forget, it's underscore Quinn Latifah. And, like, I have an Instagram, but honestly, don't follow me on that. My Twitter's where my effort, where my art goes into. So please follow me on Twitter. And the second thing I'm going to plug is the 2009 release, Dedicated. It's an album. It's by Carly Rae Jepsen. And I want to see more streams on it. 
I was listening to some of it on my way home today. It rules. Give but give them a song. To, I would say start with "Want You in My Room." What's your recommendation song to go, break into it with? I just my favorite is "Everything He Needs." Okay, so "Want You in My Room" and "Everything He Needs." They're two real sexy songs, so yeah, it'll be really fun. They're really gonna get you worked up for the. It's rest a of good the horny movie. time, just like this <laughs> podcast. Hey, that's our number one review. It's what I get in the DMs all the time. <laughs> I'm just coming up with catchphrases for this out of nowhere. I was going to say off the ass, but I was like, I don't think that's the phrase. I think it's out. Out the ass. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>